All right, so welcome back to Vaginance, circa 2021 this time around. Today, we're going to do a little recap, a little recap of 2020. This is our first recording of 2021, and we're going to talk a little bit about maybe some milestones we hit in 2020, maybe some goals for 2021, maybe talk about some financial stuff, some body stuff, whatever feels notable for the past year for each of us. And hopefully we'll hear from some listeners. We'll get to hear what y'all y'all did this year and what you plan on doing this next year. Do we have any listeners that have uh, sent us anything <laughs> at this point? Not yet. But <laughs> yeah, that was an open call to listeners. Please tell us what you're looking forward to in 2021. And if you had any highlights from last year. Get a postcard. We'll get send a you postcard. One. So, yeah, before we met tonight, Julie left us with a hang- cliffhanger. I said left us with a hangover. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Julie left us with a cliffhanger yesterday and said, guys, I can't wait to tell you something. I won't tell you any of it now. So we're well, all and then, on the edges. And then no one saw that message for hours. So by the time anyone <laughs> replied, I had forgotten already <laughs> my excitement. <laughs> Um, Okay, so I need you all to block your calendars for May 30th and 31st, 2022, because I booked the other bubble interlingua. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's going to be amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Luckily, we'll still be in quarantine and can only hang out with our pod. (laughs) So we can do that. Oh, pod in a bubble. That is so considerate of you. Julie, thank you. Incredible. Um, I'm very excited about it. And thank you guys so much for taking care of my little snort faced dogs so much <laughs> this year. I actually, I mean, it's really you doing me a favor because I get a hot tub for yeah. a couple days can't of the week. Cool. Okay, that is crazy announcement. I can't I can't wait to Google what the bubble looks like. <laughs> I was actually looking it's at them very uh, cool. this weekend. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So Fun. So we'll have um, to. Yeah, when I was in Terlingua this past weekend, I totally fell in love with that place. It's amazing. It's so beautiful and remote, and there's epic mountain scenery, and the stars at night are insane. Like, I could not get over it. Jo- I think they're Joey was getting annoyed with me because I was just like, but look at the stars. Like, they're amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. I'm very excited to Aww, go. Back. That's awesome, Julie. I love Terlingua so much. It's literally, I think it's probably my favorite place in West Texas. And I'm very excited to share that with y'all. Okay. Nice. Announcement. Done. That is such a big one. Amazing. Very exciting. I can't wait. I was confused because you had said it didn't have to do with international travel. So Uh I excluded all travel possibilities. Uh And I was like, I... Like, what could this be? I was like a little worried, honestly, in my life. <laughs> Were you worried she was pregnant? Yeah, I was, I was like, she was pregnant. <laughs> didn't I say? You said, no, you said no pregnancies. Yeah, it's not uterus, because I was like, unless y'all. Or that, like, that you bought I... a house or something. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've paid my taxes. That'll be the next step. <laughs> <laughs> but then well, you said it wasn't funny. Were like, either. Yeah, or happen. like, there's a third, you like, now you're a thruple and you wanted to tell us about that. <laughs> I need y'all to meet our girlfriend. <laughs> oh, we have a new girlfriend. <laughs> I would be pretty excited about that. Yeah, that would be incredible news, but a very strange way of delivering the news. <laughs> Y'all are not going to believe. Why did you choose that weekend again? Is that there is a high likelihood 
of a meteor storm, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know, thousands of meteors a minute. Oh, shit. Something ridiculous like that. I could be totally that wrong by those numbers, epic. but I think it was it's something that blew my mind when I heard it. And, that sounds amazing. Um, that part of the U.S. is going to have like one of the best viewing areas to actually see it. And then also being a desert, our chances of um, nighttime skies without clouds really high. Wow. Awesome. Maybe we'll see the I thought it was star related, but I can't To remind myself not to get so drunk that I don't remember this experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one night is sober. (laughs) Day drink, Maggie. Sober nighttime. (laughs) It's not how Maggie works, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Cool. Ooh, so exciting. Mm -hmm, Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful stuff. All right, so we got our 2022 goals out of the way. Yeah, yeah. 2022 check. <laughs> Done. Well, I started panicking the other day after releasing the last episode because I realized I mentioned it on that episode and was like, oh, no, if we have any listeners, someone might book it. Yeah, those bitches. <laughs> we don't want to hang out with our listeners. <laughs> they can book stuff at the rest of the camp. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, there's a great hotel right up the street called La Posada Milagro. Go stay there. I can second that. That is my other favorite place in Terlingua. That's awesome. Right up at the top of the ghost town. We'll just yeah, turn this it's, into it's a gorgeous. Vaginance live show. There we go. First ever Vaginance uh, convention. convention. Come to the meteor shower. Yeah. <laughs> there's something dope. in there. <laughs> Come with Let's gaze up at the stars and talk about our finances. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Okay, yes. Vaginians, Terralingua, come with the meteor shower. Come with the meteor shower. <laughs> Not sure how much privacy we'll have, but I mean, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see Maggie has her notebook open. I think she's ready. To give us her her rundown. I well, some of these are old notes, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like from yeah. last year. Well, here's the thing: is that both Becca and Taylor had texted some some serious updates, and I had sort of made m- my list of 2020 highlights and 2021 goals a long time ago. And uh, their notes intimidated me because they were a lot better. So I've mostly Wait, just been staring I, I at my things. notebook in fear and not out of uh, actually wanting to read it. But um, <laughs> yeah, some of my goals or some of my highlights from 2020 were some pre-COVID traveling that I got to do and um, went to did a Vegas trip, went to Baton Rouge. Um, then I hardcore quarantined with my girlfriend and we learned a lot about our relationship in a positive way (laughs) um i learned how to garden i had a garden that gave me more cucumbers than anyone could ever know what to do with and i got endless entertainment i thought it was the funniest thing about how many cucumbers i got i got like six to eight cucumbers per day that is it was wild and we would just fill up a basket of cucumbers and anyone that we saw which wasn't a lot of people because it was in the heart of quarantine, but anyone that would take cucumbers, 
just handing out cute I didn't know you had all these cucumbers. I would have taken some. I love me a cucumber sandwich. She does. Oh, we had cucumber water. We had cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> what? We had Greek salads. We like anything oh that has God. cucumber in it. We, tr- we tried to eat them. It was hard. Okay. And you. Well, next you year saw- I want I want to get my hands on some of these cucumbers. <laughs> I was going to say, you saved some of the seeds, right? Because I'm going to mm-hmm. need to plant some of those cucumbers again because my cucumbers failed so badly that Maggie gifted me a seed from her crazy cucumber. And even though I planted it late season, that thing put out more cucumbers, that one plant, <laughs> than the rest of my oh, cucumber shit. plants. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, I also managed to update my bathroom, which was a huge endeavor, even though it is a one-by-one-foot bathroom. Uh, it's like the tiniest bathroom in the world, but I still spent... One-by-one-foot. One-by-one-foot, <laughs> approximately. It's the tiniest bathroom ever. It took me approximately three months to update it. Um, found ways to enjoy the outdoors in a socially distanced way. My girlfriend brought icing back, and we managed to ice the neighbor, ice Taylor and Becca. Oh yeah! I don't think we ever iced Julie, but it might have been out of fear. Someone <laughs> iced? I, no, no, y'all iced. I me. iced Julie and Zach. Yes, uh, I did some camping, which is you know COVID friendly camping with the girlfriend. Had some outdoor crafts nights um, that I hosted. Started a side hustle of dog sitting. And have oh, met yeah. some very cool dogs. Do you know how much money you made last year just dog sitting? So the I started at the very end of October doing that. I made around $700. Damn. Just kind of doing that. Um, paid off a credit, paid off my credit card debt. Had my savings rate at close to 50% of what I make. Yeah. Streamlined all of my bank accounts, increased my contributions, and got a promotion. God Fuck. damn. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck mm. yes. Fuck. Killing it, Mags. <laughs> Fucking power. Those are my, my 2020 accomplishments. Are we doing accomplish a round of accomplishments and then a round of goals or? Sure. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. What did you, so what happened in 2020 that maybe was something that wasn't an accomplishment, like a failure? Yeah. Let's take you know, down a peg. Have to feel <laughs> 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 um, they're just a bunch of failures. <laughs> I well, I mean, I paid off a credit card, and then I think I had talked about this on a previous podcast where I sort of should have planned a little better for a bunch of expenses coming at once, which was like I believe in November, where it was like my car insurance and like some health bills and all sorts of different. I got new tires on my car, like all these expenses sort of happened all at one time. And I think I could have proactively planned for that a little bit better so that I wouldn't have gone back to using my credit card during that time right that makes sense um so i'll probably be better about that this year mostly because i'll have a better um like emergency fund ready to go by that point next year and then some of the struggles i wouldn't call it a failure but some of the struggles have just been like health related um dealing with doctor's appointments and insurance and getting things approved and all that shit which it's never fun but and I think the uncertainty that just goes along with that when you're trying to figure something out yeah. health-wise. Hey, did you end up changing your healthcare plan for this year or did you stick with your high deductible? I stuck with the high deductible and I'll let you know if I regret that at some point. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't. <laughs> let us know if you hit that high well, deductible. <laughs> yeah. It's just because I love the HSA so much that it's hard for me to get rid of it. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have some HSA questions because I understand that my my 
plan is eligible, but I don't even like I don't know where where is the HSA? Where <laughs> like, through your I, work? Yes. My employer, yeah. I my got my insurance through my employer, so my HSA is through my employer. You'll yeah. you'll need to probably set it up. Okay. Yeah, but they should mail you like you'll get your insurance card in the mail. That's like mm. this is your insurance card, and then you'll get a separate card in the mail, which is like a debit card, mm. which is for the HSA. And usually with that, it'll be like go to this website mm-hmm. to like log in for the first time or oh, whatever. Easy breezy. Okay, so I'm not to- totally on my own. No, but you do, if you want to invest your HSA, you will have to go in and like set that up. It won't just automatically invest the money for you. Yeah, I do. And if they don't automatically set up an HSA for you, you can go to like Optum Bank or one of the other providers and Mm -hmm. set one up. Okay, cool. Okay, I can go. For 2020, I was a big, it was a big year for me financially because it's the first year I really paid attention uh, and decided to make changes to my financial trajectory, which uh, due in large part to this podcast and this group of people. So well done, everybody. Good job. So I'm pulling up my, my little notes, but the big, okay. So the big thing is I... I don't know if y'all remember this, but in March, there was a pandemic, actually, that what? yeah settled <laughs> upon our town. And I so I was furloughed for just over two months, uh, which really is pretty great, frankly. I was very, very lucky because I was an employee, so I was able to collect unemployment, and that unemployment was fat. Um, so even though I was furloughed, it really didn't knock me too too far off track during unemployment financially it definitely I definitely made less than I would have but not by a whole ton but then once I got back to work that's when I started making a lot less Mm -hmm. uh, because the additional federal unemployment wasn't coming in and then of course I was working and because of the nature of my job we I, I work only about 75%. I max out at about 75% of what I was working pre-COVID. Plus, I can't teach as many yoga classes because our schedules were limited. And I don't do facial massage at an esthetician's office anymore for obvious reasons. <laughs> so I had a lot. I had a big income cut. So that was a, a bummer for this year. And also the goal for 2020 was to buy a house in the spring. Uh, I was touring houses with Julie's husband and Julie, though we toured that really great house in Mueller. That's right. Day before everything (laughs) shut down, we toured it on Wednesday and then we're notified on Mm -hmm. Thursday Mm -hmm. that everything was shutting down. So uh, I didn't move forward, but the really great part of that is I got to move in with Taylor who did buy a house and it was a super dope house. (laughs) <laughs> um, so uh, I'm and still, she can never leave and I never will <laughs> so I'm still sitting pretty uh, I, I really lucked out when it comes to living arrangements but uh, aside from that so my net worth uh, definitely changed which is really fortunate my net worth went up by wait I can I can calculate this I have a number but I'd rather just share a percentage this is because of your uh, promotion, right? No, actually, my promotion, I did get promoted, which is great, but it doesn't it didn't mm-hmm. kick in until January 1st. Oh, okay. Um, so my net worth went up by 29%, I think. Oh, shit. How it, no, that can't be right. What uh, accounted for that? So whatever your net worth was before, 
was already positive net worth uh-huh. and you say that the new net worth is at 129% of what it used to be? Yes. Okay. Went up by 29%. Yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that uh, looking looking back, that does that shakes out. Um, so it went up by 29%, which was fortunate because during COVID, even though I've made quite a bit less money, I also spent quite a bit less money because we don't do shit and I don't travel. And so I'm not spending a lot of money on flights and super dope hotels <laughs> in, in gorgeous foreign lands. But uh, that's okay, man, because it's, it's, cool it's cool to see that increase. And uh, more importantly, more importantly, I think, than the number is that I made the big shift from all of my money being in savings to 30% now being invested, which is a really big deal. So that's really exciting. Is that why your is that why your net worth went up? Was the investment money that no. made money? I mean, it did make money, but it only nominally changed the percentage of my okay, net worth. Okay, so what's up. the difference? Do you how did you increase it? I, I was just able to save that much money. Oh, okay, so you were just saving more and spending less. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Make, yeah. Makes sense. Classic routine. <laughs> yeah. They talk about that in your favorite book. <laughs> whatever (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah that was just saving and but yeah so other than that I I got a promotion which which kicked in at the beginning of this year which is amazing I moved locations my private practice after being shut down for a while and that's worked out really well I've been able to save money there I finally turned my small business into an LLC from a DBA for the past three years and set up its own checking account (laughs) That's really exciting. Yeah, it was a year of making financial moves, weirdly, since it was such a strange financial year for everybody, but um, especially body workers. So, yeah, feeling feeling lucky. It reminds me of the comment that Julie made on a previous episode where sometimes even though you don't really feel like you, you're making these huge moves, that's actually the time to like really analyze and like streamline. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so my big, uh, I guess, failure, I don't know if failure is the word because of COVID, but the the bummer of this year was not buying a house after doing a lot of financial planning to allow for that. But, you know, it, more beautiful things came out of it, including those sweet, sweet chickens that we have. And all four of them are laying eggs now as of 2021. Yeah. The wealth has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Capeside Coop. Capeside Coop. Yeah. They're uh, in full production. <laughs> they are. Very exciting. That's a lot of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. It's something. And most of those, if y'all notice, all happened in the last three months of the year because that's when we all started paying attention to our finances or when I started paying more attention to my finances, I should say, because we started talking about it. You've really really set yourself up with a beautiful 2021 runway, though. Yes, it is a really lovely um, kind of low-pressure runway because of 2020 going as fortunate as it did. I also remembered, um, I forgot to say, I got my rain barrels in. <gasps> yeah. How yes. did they handle the snow? <laughs> I haven't been outside to look today, but it poured. I got them installed on it was either Tuesday or Wednesday and then the very next morning 
It just torrentially downpoured and filled up both rain barrels within that is ten minutes. So that's like it was fate. It was fate. yeah. So I bought some hoses which I need to connect to them and then use. You've them. kind of inspired me, Maggie, and also this master class I started listening to about gardening. But I kind I'm kind of jealous of your rain barrels now. I kind of want want to get one myself. So. Once you get one, Something though, you're going to want another one, and then we're going to be rain barrel people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I get into my 2020? Get in there. On a previous episode, I already went through my big highlights of the year. I think it was the real hourly wage episode because I was breaking down the things that I spent money on or time on last year that I'll actually remember. Um, so I'm not going to rehash <laughs> that particular list, but... <laughs> Uh, my big milestones for 2020 were that Zach and I officially paid off all of our interest-bearing credit card debt, which is huge because we have carried quite a lot of debt for quite a few years at this point. We also put aside $5,000 in an emergency fund, which was a really big adult move for us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we haven't had to touch it, which is great. And Personally, um, I was quite surprised when sort of doing my end of year review to find out that I had read 45 books this year. That is wild. That's crazy. And I, you know, I, I work a lot and I was traveling a bit this year before this happened and gardening a lot. So I didn't realize how much reading I was getting in. But that's the most books I've read since I was literally a professional writer who had to read a ton of books for my job. What's your favorite genre? (laughs) Don't lie. (laughs) They're all romance novels, aren't they? (laughs) No, no. I would actually say quite a few of them are nonfiction. Okay. And 12 of them would have been for a book club, the Nomad Feminist Book Club from the Nomad and Spice podcast. And then some other fiction books. So there's definitely some fantasy in there in the fiction books as well. But there was a lot of nonfiction this year. Yeah. Nice. I might I could drop a few links in the show notes of my top picks. Hit us with just one top. One top. That we haven't talked about already. Okay. <laughs> um the book Walkable City by I believe the author's name is Jeff Speck. This book was actually published in 2012-ish, I think. Or I think that's when I had started reading it. And then I forgot to finish it and realized that this year. So I picked it up and I read it again and finished it. And it is amazing. And it still holds up after this time. But he is an urban planner and he kind of goes through um, dispelling all of these. He he doesn't intentionally go through dispelling myths, but that's sort of what it did for me is it changed my mind about a lot of things when it comes to urban design and planning and downtowns and walkable areas. So for example, if you have um, a road that's two lanes in each direction, It really upset me when I used to work downtown when they change it to one lane in each direction with a turn lane to nowhere. (laughs) Because I was like, why would they take out a lane? Like there was already bad traffic. But uh, apparently the studies show that the throughput on those roads is actually higher because there's less people doing stupid stuff, trying to cut around each other. Mm. So there are fewer accidents and it's much safer for biking and all of that kind of stuff. Interesting. So, and that's like one of the things, there are a number of others like paid parking, he totally changed my mind on everything. The whole book is just, it's phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. 
For net worth, obviously, this is combined with my husband because we've had joint finances for forever, so I can't really pull those apart. But our big picture net worth is officially in the black. Woo! (laughs) Uh, So this takes into account, it's any cash in our bank accounts, minus our credit cards, minus our mortgage loan, adding back in the equity we have in our house, and adding back in any investment money that we have. That is wild. So it's the it's the everything. And we as of just this last month have a net worth of seven and a half K. <gasps> Woohoo. That it, is it was in the negative before that. <laughs> bananas, Julie. Yes. Uh, especially because the mortgage is in there. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that. And that is up. We started doing our financial tracking really in April. So all of my numbers are actually since April. But that puts us up eighty four thousand in net worth since April. <laughs> that is that. so great. Which blew my mind. <laughs> and then um, the other one, the other main net worth that I like to look at is just our cash basis. So cash minus any credit card debt. And we're currently at 16K net worth if we're looking at it that way. Cool. So this is without the house and without investments. This is just cash and credit card debt. So uh, to echo Taylor's question to me, how did y'all build your net worth? Was that just saving? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me think about it. For the two different net worths, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? So for the full picture one, one, we have equity gains in our house. Um, and we keep those pretty conservative in our spreadsheet. Obviously, the market's jumped like crazy this year in Austin. So ours is actually probably a little higher than the equity that I've counted in there. Um, so there are like gains in that. Some of our investments have gone up, especially our cryptocurrency. Um, the Airbnb investment doubled overnight. So those things do factor into the big picture net worth. As far as the cash versus credit cards, that's all just making sure we're saving cash and paying off credit cards. So 100% that's just savings rate. Did y'all sell your Airbnb stock? Or are you going to sit on it for a while? We're going to keep that for a long term yeah. hold. Yes. The Airbnb thing is a little is a little tricky for me because um, since we got to do the pre-purchase, mm-hmm. we only paid $68 per share. And it's been sitting at about 150 since the IPO. So I really wish that I had done more research and realized what a privilege it was to have that pre-purchase and found more money to buy more stocks during that because I literally could have one day later sold out of it and then had still a ton of Airbnb stocks that I essentially would have had for free. Yeah. So I feel like that's one of my like mistakes of this year was not educating myself before that when it happened. But I think it was so out of the blue that it happened very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So our best financial moves we made this year were definitely tracking our money instead of ignoring it. Guys, we say this a lot. (laughs) That's the secret. Turns out that's the secret. (laughs) (laughs) And then aggressively paying down our high interest credit card debt because not paying interest every month on all that debt meant that that freed up cash to either invest or continue paying off our lower interest debt. And then I spent a lot of time reading books, listening to podcasts and educating myself in all the specific financial areas that we want to make investments in. So I feel like I'm a lot more grounded and better set up for everything that I'm kind of planning to do in the future. I feel like um, I had mentioned a potential financial downfall, and so did Julia, but I didn't hear one out of you, Becca. Well, so mine initially was I just didn't get to buy the house that I had planned to do. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, not investing my money before November of November 24th, 2020 is probably the big one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely the big one. Well, and to your point, Julie, about the Airbnb stocks, I feel like I, who don't have like stocks in Tesla, am kicking myself over that, <laughs> right? Like there's of course, hindsight's of 2020 course. kind of thing. But um, I think that is a good lesson for sharing because, you know, that's good to know if that if an opportunity like that shows up in the future. I will definitely think about it harder now right. that you've done, you've mentioned this. Right. I think the reason I'm kicking myself over it is because the chances of me being invited to a stock pre-purchase for an IPO, that might be the one in my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> well, we did get invited to buy into a bar because we're... Did we? Yeah. Oh, um, that and is I, correct. And I didn't do that. Um, That's we'll true. see if I regret That's that true. in a couple years. Oh, is it? It's like still getting off the ground. They have one location. Mm-hmm. We got invited to jump in on their second location, which isn't open yet, mm-hmm. but will be soon, I assume. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can say who it is. Yes, I don't know. We're I- not. We will not disclose anything in their <laughs> financial. Um, what was that? Business plan. Yeah. So, so this is Lazarus Brewing here in Austin, which is an amazing spot, and we love it. Both Maggie and my husband are patron saints at their original location. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) So they invested in a very fancy glass that lives at the brewery. And this was this was they were raising funds to redo the cool store, which was the other part of their location so they could do other types of brews in there. And um, it's kind of like a Kickstarter. They needed funds. And so they sold these glasses mm-hmm. in order to get those funds. And they only sold 300 of them. Um, and Zach and I each got one. And with that, we have a like fairly extensive contract, actually, with them. <laughs> that's uh, we can get one beer every day of for the rest of our lives. Oh, my gosh. Uh, at that brewery, we get discounts on pretty much everything else that they sell. We get invited to private parties by them. Oh, my god! And have like, first dibs on if you need to rent the space out. Oh. And got invited to invest when they were opening their second location. And That's yeah, and I can tell you the business model that they're running is amazing. Wow. Yeah, they know what they're it doing. It would be a sure. solid investment. I just, this was over a year ago that they had sent us oh, that okay. invitation. I didn't have the money. Otherwise, I would have. How Can I ask how much was the glass? The glass was $1,000. Nice. That's what I was guessing. That's in my mind. That's what I guess. That's what I was guessing. And for too. once, I got it right. Because <laughs> I, I know the glass worth ten thousand dollars. <laughs> what is that like? A million dollars. Okay. Well, thank you, Maggie, for reminding me that other opportunities have arisen, and it is likely in the future there will be some other completely unforeseen opportunities. Yeah. For sure, and that's just a good example of how when you invest in like things that you really care about and, you know, uh, believe in how that kind of pays off long term. So I love, I love those examples. Yeah. And like both your Airbnb invitation and your brewery invitation were just like both examples of ways that you are involved in your community and how this is what happens when you get involved in your community. 
you right. more things are available to you. Mm-hmm. And in case anybody missed it on a previous episode, the reason that I was invited to the Airbnb pre-purchase was because I've been a really, really long-term host with them for many years now, as well as extensive uh, user on the other side. <laughs> One thing I do also, I've been thinking about um, with you, Julie, is how great you and Zach are about kind of building a community around you. And we've talked about this in past podcasts as well. And just, it, you know, just us hanging out. But, you know, when I was hanging out with, you know, you and Zach's friend, Chris and Allison, they were talking about how, you know, y'all just met at CrossFit, which is something like none of y'all had ever really been into before. And you just wanted to try it. And then you all met and became such good friends. And then through that, you, Zach was able to get into real estate and he's fucking amazing at it. And, it's just you never know, you know, if you open yourself up to those different opportunities and trying something new and trying to build a community and meet new people, how that can transform your lives or, you know, change your lives for the better. So um, I think you and Zach have definitely been an inspiration on that level. Aww. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it really means a lot. It really means a lot. We we feel so lucky about everybody who's come into our lives and some of those relationships, especially like Chris Nelson was just such an unexpected yeah, relationship. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your year, Taylor. Oh God. Okay. 2020. What a shit show. Um <laughs> I was writing out a list of like everything that had happened in 2020 to me personally, not even including like the pandemic and everything that's happened to everybody. Um, and it's been like every single month, almost something (laughs) insane has happened. So my 2020 started off with my dad dying, uh, at the beginning of the year in January, which was obviously very, um, traumatic life-changing experience. And then, uh, right after that, I, so I had just graduated from this design program and I was trying to get a job and it just, I was getting really depressed, uh, at the end of 2019 because it took me until February of 2020 to finally, uh, land my first design job, which was crazy and very exciting and fun and so much work because I was the only designer for that company, which was like a very small, um, startup. So it was like, right out the bat doing everything by myself. It was very intense, but super rewarding. And I learned a ton. And then in April, I bought my first house. So that's like another insane thing that happened last year that I never like if you had told me I'd be buying a house, I just I would have never believed that that was even possible. You know, my life was so different even a year before um, I was in crazy debt and I was just in such a different place. So to go from that to then all of this stuff happening, this like crazy life stuff was really intense and buying a house was really scary. And I know Maggie has also been through this and obviously you and Zach, but like when people just hand you like a stack of a hundred pages and you're just sitting there like signing every page and you're like, hope I'm not signing anything too insane. Like I could just be selling, you know, my firstborn and my soul to Satan and I would have no idea. So that was kind of scary, but very very exciting. I feel better about it now. But for a while, I was like, did I make a massive mistake? (laughs) That was a very ballsy move, deciding to go through with buying that house in April after everything was shut down. You were still going through your career transition. It was super, super bold. It was intense. 
So then in August, I got my second freelance design job and I was working as a full-time freelance post coordinator. Like I started my job that I have now at the same time. So I was working two jobs. No, actually I was working three jobs because I was still working that first design job. So I was working three jobs at once for a couple months, two to three months. And that was fucking crazy and very hard, but I learned a ton and it feels like it's crazy like looking at everything now in a list. But one of the big things, and I talked about it earlier, was paying off that $25,000 credit card debt, which is something I never, never thought I would do. Before we started actually meeting up and talking about our finances, I never looked at my finances. I never wanted to know. Like I just kind of, I just accepted that I would always be in debt and like I would try, you know, to pay off as much as I could whenever I could. It was kind of just like, oh, I have some money. I'll pay off a little bit now. And then it just immediately racks back up and I'd pay off a little bit and it just constant. I felt like it was this never ending just pit of debt. And when we started meeting up, it really forced me to look at my finances and actually pay attention and start trying to just pay off as much credit card debt as possible and realizing that the interest payments are the first things that I should be paying off, which I always like, it was always the last thing I wanted to pay off. So this group has helped a ton with that. So thank you all very much. And then I also spent way too much money at the end of this year. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the things that you mentioned um, were very complimentary to our podcast, but I think the deeper point that I take from that is maybe if listeners, if you're already tired of our podcast, I won't judge you if you stop listening, but maybe find your own group of friends that you can talk to about things because just having like an accountability partner or group can make a huge difference. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Having, having other people you can talk to about different issues and, you know, just bounce ideas off of and support each other. And like, I think it's really exciting when y'all have, you know, improvements in your lives and you're able to get out of debt and, you know, invest money or start a business or whatever else it is. It's really great seeing like, you know, not just you, but all of your friends succeed and help each other when you're failing. So (laughs) it's nice. (laughs) It's nice because I, I was always so embarrassed about my debt and I like never wanted to talk about it with anybody. And it was nice that we have such a like judgment free group of friends where we can like say like, Hey, this is the situation. And you know, it's been nothing but like just total support. So that's really nice. It is really nice. Well, and I think about like listening to all of our accomplishments, they're all like well, not all of them, but most of them are things that maybe had been some sort of mental block for a while that one of us that we finally voiced out loud. And then the other three were like, oh, you can do that. <laughs> do you want to pick right. a way to do that? Yeah, and it was, get yeah. <laughs> and then we all just did those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how I know, at least for me, there are things that I just have these mental blocks on. And it's like, as soon as you say it out loud to people, it totally shifts it. Totally. And even just like now when I celebrate not buying something and I always tell like I'll usually tell Becca or Joey, I'll be like, yeah, I almost bought this, but then I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm celebrating not buying stuff, uh, which is really nice to like have people that will tolerate that kind of nonsense. I am so impressed with you. It was a very hard start of the year for you. You made a lot of really big decisions. And to end the year, paying off that amount of credit card debt is just phenomenal. Whoop, whoop. You are awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. 
I tried. I'm trying. Not having money sucks. So I kind of just for a while was resolved to thinking I would just never have money. Like it was just not in the cards. Um, But now I'm kind of hopeful that maybe, you know, with uh, being smart about my finances and investing and just paying attention to what I'm spending my money on and trying to save more, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I can at least have a small chunk of change to be able to travel and do the things I want to do with my life. But yeah, I think that's kind of sums everything up for 2020. It was a shit show. Yeah, but powerful shit show, man. Yeah, a lot of good and bad things happened, which is true for everybody. So, Do we want to talk a little bit about any goals that we might have in 2021? I know it's sort of which I feel like I would like to talk about it on a different podcast, but the savings rate percent of what you're making savings rate number and how it's kind of like, there's so many different ways you can calculate it. And it doesn't really matter how you do it as long as you're tracking it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one that I really like. So even if it's just 1%, I would like to increase my savings rate to be higher than what it was in 2020. Um, just to like feel like I'm making progress and saving more. Um, make my emergency fund bigger, potentially buy more property, but I'm not so sure about that right now and be better about something that is always a struggle for me and is a constant topic of discussion with us, my frivolous spending. (laughs) Um, Define better. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm already doing better than I was at the beginning of 2020. And then I guess the only other thing I really wanted to mention with goals for 2021 are um, since our last meeting, I read a book which was recommended to me via the Reddit personal finance subreddit, um, which has a lot of good information on it if you're a Reddit type of person. But anyway, the book is called The Two Income Trap. It's by Elizabeth Warren and her daughter. And it's the gist of it is that when people are in a couple, like they're getting married or they're moving in together or having children, They often find safety in having two incomes because, you know, something happens to one person, Mm -hmm. then you have another income. What they sometimes don't calculate for is that they start living at the means of two incomes, Mm -hmm. then they're at double the risk because if you lose either income, both people are screwed, right? So that's something I'm thinking about in that my girlfriend and I might move in together this year and if something happens to me, am I leaving her in a position that she can handle it or vice versa, right? So just keeping, living within your means, but living within our means, I guess, is a better way to say that. Um, Anyway, I think those are my main goals and to, um, yeah, just continue being conscious of my financial choices and making sure I am taking some risk, but not so much that uh, I could end up in a bad place because of it. Nice. Yeah, my 2021 goals are very vague and not really there's not much. I'm such a goal person, especially uh, every year for New Year's resolutions. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I do this thing where I pick one word. um, And I think I got that from something called like one word resolutions. I think it was an organization or a blog or something. I don't know. It was years ago. A movement. Yeah. (laughs) Where you pick one word for the year and you just kind of keep coming back to it and any kind of goals you set maybe try to hover around that one word because it was really important to you. Like one year, uh, 
my word was billed and that's when all I did was work. I didn't travel. I just like built my private practice, earned money. And then one year was excitement. And that's when I left the country three times, slept around a lot. (laughs) Um, I have no, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I have no idea what my word for 2020 was. I made one. And I have no idea what it was. I cannot remember it. Hogmany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it ended there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I was thinking about it for 2021. Um, and I haven't nailed down the word, but right now I'm hovering around the word forward. Um, because while I feel like I did list some really positive things that happened in 2020, um, for some reason it still feels like there wasn't a lot of forward momentum in my life. Um, so I'd like to at least bring that intention into this next year, whatever that looks like. I don't know. We'll just see. Um, but as far as goals, I want to start my taxes before March. <laughs> That's my goal. Um, That's I, insane. Yeah, I really want to do it. I just want to do them well uh, so that I can, yeah, maximize what goes on there. Um, we could schedule that in, Becca, a little household tax yeah. session. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love that. We could just get a nice bottle of wine just for tax day. Ooh, that'd be fun. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Okay, I'm down. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, and what else did I want to do? So really, my stuff is mostly first quarter. There's a. I would love to buy a house this year, maybe as a rental property, but we'll just see what happens. Uh, that That's a hard goal to set. Uh, my 401k, I bopped up to 14% contribution, and I want to bop my general investment percentage up as well. So I want like 30% of my income to be going to investing. Right now, I actually, I miscalculated. I think I'm at like 24%. Yeah. That's amazing. Am I next? Yeah, do it. All righty. So my big investment plans for this next year are to end the year in one of two scenarios. The first scenario is having bought one investment property and paying off the remaining credit card debt that we currently have on 0% interest cards. The second scenario is to actually continue holding that 0% interest debt and instead put our money towards two investment properties. Now that's gonna be highly, highly dependent on whether or not those opportunities to purchase properties come up. The Austin market is really, really difficult right now, so that may not happen, but I will be happy either way with either of those scenarios. And we're already on a really good track to get there. We've got a lot of cash sitting in the account, um, either to go towards credit cards or down payments. So I'm very excited about those those scenarios. A little other thing that I had put together in my preparation for the year were sort of my guidebooks for the next year. And these are things I want to reread to sort of set my mindset or refresh myself for those investments. And so I had Retire Early with Real Estate by Chad Carson, two books on tax strategies specific to real estate. And I promise they're not nearly as boring as that sounds. I don't believe that. (laughs) Um, Another favorite of the podcast, The 80-20 Principle. All right. Uh, In my ongoing quest to simplify all areas of my life. Um, I think I need a refresher on that. And then also a book called Fix This Next by Mike Michalowicz. And um, he's written a number of great books geared towards entrepreneurs and small business owners like Profit First and Clockwork. He can be a little bit hypey 
at times and like over the top with his storytelling. But I think even if you don't dig his style, the information in his books can be really impactful for entrepreneurs and small businesses. So when I was doing a lot of my financial overhaul in the spring personally, I was also going by his profit first book for my business, which has made a big difference. So Fix This Next sort of bundles up a lot of the lessons from his other books into one and gives you a way to sort of march through different areas of your business and fix this and then fix this and then you sort of move up this hierarchy of needs. Nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I just started a re-listen of Atomic Habits as well. Um, similar for reasons you re-listening in 8020, it's sort of just like that's information that's so relevant that it's worth hearing again. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're pretty dense books. Like they're shouting a lot at you. So I think it's worth absorbing more than once. Absolutely. I love Atomic Habits. I think it might be time for a re-listen on that one as well. Always. That's actually also <laughs> on my list as well, is to read Atomic Habits. It's a great way to start the year too. Just those mm-hmm. those reminders. And then for things that I'm looking forward to this upcoming year, um, similar to Becca's one word theme for the year, I'm building a lot of my priorities around making space in my life mm. for actual life. Because I can let work take over so much of my life that it then pushes my other priorities out of the way, like health and fun and living my life. So I am going to be working a lot in Q1 so that hopefully Q2 through the end of the year, I can work a lot fewer hours so that I can have time in my day to prioritize my physical health and go outside and get away from my computer. Because I think that will just help me with a lot of the other issues that I have had with health and, and whatnot in the last year. And then on the 80-20 thing, I've done a lot of simplifying decluttering this past year, and that's felt so good. And I want to carry that forward this year and keep just simplifying things, getting some stuff out of my house. I don't have that much stuff, but we live in a small place. So it's very obvious when there's more stuff than fits. And then really just being in this mindset of enjoying all of the little moments and opportunities there are in life, because 2020 was so hard for so many people in so many ways, even if you weren't directly impacted. But I think it sort of brought a heightened awareness for me personally to these little moments we had. And an example of one of those was in lockdown during the pandemic with our neighbors. So one day they had messaged us and said, hey, y'all need to come over here right now because they'd had monarch butterflies that were emerging from their chrysalises. That's amazing. Yeah, we just like stopped working, ran over, sat there, watched the butterfly come out. It was amazing and beautiful and just this tiny, tiny moment that obviously happens every year here. (laughs) And we miss it every year. And just trying to remember that we have the opportunity to just stop and do something different because the opportunity's there right now. Mm-hmm. So even today, that inspired me because it was snowing in Austin. Mm. And um, in case you have no idea what Texas is like, that's a pretty rare occurrence. We probably get snow every four or five years. And usually if it snows here, it doesn't stick. So today was pretty unique yeah. in the fact that we actually had snow sitting on the ground. And with the new hot tub that we have, I decided to throw my work to the side today and do no work and instead go and sit in my hot tub in the middle of the afternoon in the snowy weather. And now I'll remember that. I'll probably be one of my highlights this year. It's beautiful. I love that. Taylor loves that you have a bug-related goal, Julie. Yes, I was actually going to bring up bugs. <laughs> like for once, I'm not the like only one. When we, when we were on our trip, 
I like, <laughs> I think I annoyed Joey because I constantly was like, look at this amazing rock or like, <laughs> look at this bug over here. Like I'm just constantly pointing out rocks and bugs. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love those goals. I think that's great. How about you, Taylor? How's 2021 look? Pretty good. To go off what you were just saying, Julie, I do think you know, with everything that happened with my dad, it did make me want to appreciate little things a lot more and just appreciate like being alive and breathing. I think it's really nice. And just spending time with your friends and just staring out your backyard and watching the leaves. Like it, it's really nice just to appreciate things like that because we get so wrapped up in work and our lives and we're, we find any excuse to be stressed out about everything, especially finances. And there's just so much around us all the time. That's really beautiful and wonderful. And we kind of, you know, it's so easy to ignore it. But I think that should be everyone's goal everywhere is to just appreciate life a little bit more than they normally do. But outside of that <laughs> done with that garbage uh, <laughs> actual goal <laughs> I really want to finish my portfolio and spend more time focusing on design because that's something that I feel a lot more passionate about than what I'm currently doing I also want to read more like atomic habits and by read I mean listen to audiobooks <laughs> and uh, do more creative things like paint and I have a cello that my dad bought me uh, last Christmas, and I would love to actually get it tuned up. And then uh, I planned on taking that for a spin. So we'll see how that goes. We can find uh, a little cello guitar song to play together, Taylor. That'd be great. We should start a band. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Join the band. <laughs> I've never played any instrument except the gut bucket, and I've certainly never played a horn, horned, horned instrument, brass, a brass. <laughs> but I, I just feel like I feel like it'll come naturally. <laughs> I think it will. Also, what bucket did you say? A gut bucket. A gut bucket. I think that would go great with a cello and a guitar too. Yeah, we need another <laughs> stringed instrument. <laughs> I have a ukulele. Ooh, okay. I'll take the ukulele because I use the neck of the gut bucket to, it is now a roosting bar in the chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> and the bucket of the gut bucket holds all my linens for work. So it's <laughs> probably best that I move on to a new instrument. This is amazing. So listeners, if you join us for Vaginance Meteor Storm 2022 Interlingua. Come with the meteors. We... <laughs> <laughs> we may just host a small performance on our haphazard band. It is going to be. Yeah, amazing. I'll I'll play cello while Maggie dances drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> Absolutely in. Can you get on top uh, of the bubble? No. Okay. No. Not solid that way. <laughs> That's it for me. Whoop whoop. Cool. Well, that was a strong year, and we're all very grateful for our health. We're all healthy. Very grateful. <laughs> we're all healthy. We're all not suffering from COVID. Yeah, none of us have COVID. Healthy in that way. Y'all, my direct primary care physician fucking paid off a week ago because I threw my back out for the first time, and I panicked, and it was awful, and I texted my doctor, and I was like, I threw out my back. Can we schedule a call? And she was like... Uh, how about I just text you that you can take this much ibuprofen, you should try these stretches, and if you want, I can give you some muscle relaxers. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was great. Get direct primary care, guys. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. 
It saved me a trip to urgent care for sure. We're not glad that that happened to you, but we really appreciate your dedication to showing us the value in direct primary care this year. A hundred percent. I also saved a trip to urgent care by calling Maggie and Zach and Julie to come save my finger when I chopped off the trip of it <laughs> Which, on New Year's clear, Day. I absolutely did not help with. I just want to not like the listeners think I'm a good person because... <laughs> I was hungover as hell and was like, if I see blood right now, I don't think it's going to be good. (laughs) And Maggie actually has the most medical training out of all of us. But if she's going to projectile vomit on you while you're bleeding. Not great. Not great. If it was your only option, I would have done it. But Uh, I think we both both might have not enjoyed it. (laughs) Just holding back vomit the entire time. I know I'm being like a Debbie Downer and being like, these are things I'm concerned about, but let's keep it hilarious. Have we ever, <laughs> have we ever not? We're funny people. Let me tell you why index funds are so I much I don't want to disappoint Becca's mom who finds me very funny. <laughs> <laughs>